0: Today is not just a normal Sunday. Today is also known as Palm Sunday. Yeah, so this is, um, this is the Sunday that Jesus entered Jerusalem um, with just a few days left before He achieves the greatest move in history. It's where He goes to the cross, and on this day, He... As he enters Jerusalem, people come and meet him, throw their clothes on the floor, throw palms down on the ground so that he can walk in, and it's really a king's welcome. And I've spoken about this before, that most times we see kings riding in on horses. But what we need to understand is when you see a king riding on a horse is a sign of war. When you see a king riding on a donkey, it's a sign of peace and that is who Jesus is. He's the Prince of Peace. He will return on a horse, and we're excited about that. But today, we are going to fast forward from, past, uh, from Palm Sunday, and we are going to have a look at another life lesson that we can learn from Jesus just before he goes to the cross. So, for everybody that is new, welcome to church today. We are currently, yeah, that was it. If one person claps, everybody claps. I'm a, I must, you must just clap for everything, woman. No, I, I can't say that to Sarman. For everybody, that's Sarman. Everybody knows the drill when you see Sarman, he's single. For now. Somehow, God is going to work miracles here, man. (laughs) So um, we're busy with a series called Jesus, Opposite Attracts. And as we step into Palm Sunday, I would like us to have a look at a life lesson that we learned from Jesus out of the book of John. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John chapter 13. Uh, We are going to be reading. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to separate them. Uh, we're going to read two portions of Scripture in this chapter. And, and it actually carries everything that I would like to talk about today, that I felt God say, this is something that we have to learn. And, and it's crazy. I mean, like, we've been learning so much about who Jesus is and what we should learn from Him. Next week, it's stuff that we can't do. Next week is all about Jesus. So next week, we've got to let Jesus do what Jesus does. He's the only one that can save. He's the only one that can set people free. And that's what's happening next week. But today, John chapter 13 from verse 2, we read as following. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Just a note quickly, that is the only time in the entire Bible that we find out who Judas's parents is. Just just side note, there we go, Bible study, 101. Verse 3, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power and that He had come from God and was returning to God. So He got up from the meal, took off His outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around His waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. And let's skip to verse 12. It says, When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them, You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, you will be blessed if you do them. And as we continue in our series, I would like us to have a look at Jesus Is from this title, Copy That. Can we pray? Oh, Lord Jesus, you are amazing. And Father, as we Step into a season that changed the world, literally. I pray, um, change us. Work in us as we open your word, speak to us, encourage us, equip us, Father God. Lead us and guide us. May your word be alive to each and every one of us. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me see, um, there's a lot of new people, can I ask, um, who's all got kids, kids, anybody, kids? Anybody got a favorite? Yeah, <laughs> you're allowed to say it because he's here. <laughs> that is so cool, there's actually one that can go, hey. So um, we've got, um, just, just so that everybody understands where I'm going, I've got three kids. Um, Uh, my youngest her name is Rebecca she's my only daughter Um, she's the snow white in our family Uh, for those who don't know when you see our kids they change in color Uh, the oldest is way lighter than me but darker than the rest and they just get lighter and lighter as we go along so Rebecca is daddy's little princess Um, man she is amazing then we've got Jaden, he's the middle child. I don't know what middle children are like in your family. Um, my sister's watching and she's the middle child. You are amazing, sis. Um, but Jaden is the know-it-all. Okay? I don't know about in, in, in your family. The middle kid tells you what to do. You know, there's, there's, there's a rank. And the oldest means nothing. It's that middle one. That middle one dictates everything, and that's Jaden. Jaden's amazing, but, you know, if we don't do something right, uh, I mean, when a robot turns orange, it's like, why aren't you slowing down yet? Yes, sir, sorry, my bad. So that's Jaden. And then my oldest, his name is Judah. He is my favorite, according to him. So the, the only reason I say that is, no matter what we do, no matter where we go, he will introduce himself as, Hi, I am Judah. I'm his favorite. <laughs> when, 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 when we drop him off at school, we've got a, a routine. We talk about it, we greet each other, and we go, You saved the best for last because I'm your favorite. Um, or if he's the first one to greet and say goodbye, it's like, It's because I'm the favorite, you know. And it drives the kids crazy. And, um, but what you need to understand, Judah drives me crazy. Man, um, I don't know about you. You guys probably have amazing Jesus ch- children that, that you love, walk on water. Um, my kids make me want—Judah makes me want to throw him across water, see just how many times he can skip, because he gets under my skin. Do you, do you, is there anybody that can relate to me? Can, can I be real with you? Like, I love my child, and sometimes I love to see them just, like, play there, Like not here, but the reason he irritates me, Ali will walk up and goes, is because he's just like you. Because apparently Judah irritates his mom like I irritate his mom. And I don't know come on. For those who know us, I love this woman. I only have good things to say about her and to her, you know. She's always smiling, she's got the most amazing husband. (laughs) <laughs> but, but it's true it's funny because it's true he is me there is a meme for that and this is the thing we always copy someone we've spent a lot of time with uh, my dad and I we look very much the same I just got his looks because his looks faded, he's older. Sorry, Dad, I love you. Um, but there are certain mannerisms that I have adopted from my dad. So I would stand like this, and then I go, oh, my gosh, that's Trevor. <laughs> like, I need to be my own person. And when I talk to my kids, I like point, I'm like, that's how my dad pointed at me. I'm like, oh, I am him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But, but we copy the people we are the most comfortable and who we spend a lot of time with. Uh, we, we pick up certain mannerisms from our friends. Um, we do certain things. Like I can see who Ali has been hanging around based on how she comes and reports a story back to me. I'm like, ah, I know where you have been. My, my kids um, dance nonstop because they spend most of their time on Fortnite. So there's always people that we are imitating and mimicking. It's some people we see on TV and we're like, I want to be just like them. So we dress like them, act like them, we talk like them. It's because we copy them. And as we read this story, as we pursue more of becoming like Jesus, he actually does something that he has never said throughout the Gospels while he's walking here. It's like, what I have done do that. So he's actually telling us, you know what, in this instance, copy me. As we've been walking through this series, we've been seeing what Jesus done with people and we go, that is what we should be like. But Jesus is going, this is what you should be. This is what you should do. And so if we want to be different, this is what Jesus is saying, the one thing you need to copy is to learn how to serve and this is something we need to understand not just serve everybody because he's very specific in this passage serve each other so I'm going to ask you guys to do something really strange uh, quickly have a look around find that person mm-hmm. lock eyes Milo what are you going to do oh you have no idea that's it. Well done. I see you. You. I see. Auntie readers, like I spotted my family member. I'm in a wave team, and that's what I want you guys to do quickly. I want you to stand, find someone you did not come to church with, and quickly go high five, fist bump, or Bluetooth them from a little bit closer. But you can't sit in your space. Can I ask you to get up? And you guys are going to go, hey, somebody there. We go, hey, come on. We, we're not looking for the royal wave. If you at home. Um, hey, Michael, how's it going up there in the booth? Oh, you see, you like Jesus. They're like, come and greet people. Come on, that, that's it. You see, we, we've, we've got to get out and serve. And this is the thing, not just everybody. Jesus goes, you have to serve, what is that word? Each other. Each other. And we're going to get to that in a few moments but we need to serve each other. You see, I love the picture that is being painted here. It's the Last Supper, so I'm not talking about Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper. I'm I'm talking about the picture that Jesus is giving us that the, the, the writer John has just painted for us as we look at the scene. Because throughout the series, what did we find? Wherever Jesus was, there were other people. And it's only at this point in time, Jesus is in a room with his disciples. No one else, them alone, his closest people, finally alone. Whenever you read about Jesus, he goes, let us go away to a quiet place. And what happens? It's like kids, they find you. People are always following jesus but we're at a place where jesus is finally alone with his disciples and what does he do he washes their feet so for those who don't know washing feet isn't a job that everybody applies for no one looks on linkedin and go oh foot washer how much do they pay you know, no one, no one looks at it. It, was, it wasn't even that back then. It's like, no one said, it's like, Mom, what are you going to, when I grow up, you got nice feet, Alison. Oh, can I take care of those feet for you? No one did that. I'm sorry, I've never done that. But you see, it, it, it was a task that was appointed to the lowest of slaves because How many of you guys know back when Jesus was around, he didn't have a car? They walked everywhere. And so they walked through grass, they walked through sand, they walked through mud. How many of you guys have ever stepped in something accidentally? Like you come around to Milo's house and the kids haven't picked up what the kids were supposed to pick up. And you walk and he's like, oh, why is my foot so heavy? Like, oh. Have you noticed dog poop is the heaviest thing in the world? It's like you can't get it off the ground the moment it sticks to your feet. Like, oh, oh. So, so there were all these things on the floor. So when you walked into someone's house, the first thing they'd do is they'd wash your feet. And basically what that is, it is a sign of honor. But it would be done through the lowest servant. You see, it's easy to reach people outside these walls because it's something that we are told to do, okay? Go, reach, save the lost. It's like, yes, it's okay. You know, I might not see them. What do I have to lose? And we go. But the hardest thing for us is to serve each other within the church, I have a friend who I'm trying to get into church, been walking a long road with. And every time I'm like, dude, I found this church, you should go over here. You know what's his response? Hypocrites, man, they're all the same. Everybody's got a story about the church, but that's because we need to start changing the story from the inside out. We need to be those people that go, hey, can I serve you? How are you doing? Someone, I didn't get a message this week. And You know, I, I challenged, I challenged um, some of our guys. It's like, when last did you, did you go and say, hey, pastor, how are you doing? But when last did you get a message from someone within the church going, how are you doing? Because if the church is going to change the story, we need to be the people that, change the story. We need to serve each other. We need to look after each other. Nothing changes unless we change. So we have to care for each other. We have to change the story. And uh, this is what we need to learn from Jesus. John 13, verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father put all things under His power. And that he had come from God and was returning to God, so he got up from the meal. Oh, I want to stop there. Because if we are going to serve each other, if we are going to copy what Jesus did in that moment, the first thing we need to realize is that we need to recognize our source. Where does our power come from? You see, Jesus knew who empowered him. He knew where it came from, he knew where he came from, and he also knew where he was going. So have a look at this. Jesus wasn't insecure about who he was at all. So he wasn't worried about what people would think or say when he got up, took off his garment, put on a towel, and served them. A lot of times we are too scared to serve people, especially within the church, because our feet are dirty as well, and we don't, want to, we don't want to clean people's feet because we're scared about what they're going to say, what they're going to think about us. Oh, no, that's not my job. I'm not supposed to do that. There's an account in the Bible a little bit earlier in the book of Mark. I think it's in chapter 9. If you go read um, verse 33:35. Jesus is walking with his disciples, and they start arguing pretty much Judah and Jaden. It's like, "Who's the favorite?" They're walking around. It's like, "I'm the favorite. John goes, "Hey, he loves me." Peter goes, "I walked on water. Everybody else but you sank." <laughs> and Judas just stood there. <laughs> I don't know. But they have this conversation amongst each other about who is the greatest. And when Jesus goes, Hey, what are you guys talking about? It's like, Oh, no, the weather. Because no one responds to Jesus and he realizes what they are talking about. And he confronts them and he tells them, You know what? It's not about how great you are, it's about the state of your heart. Because serving is not something that we do. It is who we are. Because Jesus came down from heaven to serve us. And when we become Christians, we become like Christ. And we start walking to become like Him. So we need to serve. That is how we become different. That is how we are opposite to everyone else, is are we willing to serve each other? Are we willing to get to a place where no matter who walks in here, are we going to serve them? You see, you aren't less if you serve someone. Jesus actually says, well, that's how greatness is formed. So when we know where our source of affirmation is, when we know the source of approval, it doesn't matter what other people think. My um, uh, it was Jaden, Jaden and Judah. I think Rebecca was just born. We were running around at uh, one of our church venues because we had to set up on a Saturday because church was on a Sunday. We were also in the school, and my boys were there with me as because we did band practice on a Saturday as well. And one of the guys in the church that was on staff told my youngest son, Hey. Jaden, you've got to do this. And what does Jaden do? He turns around and goes, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> you see, we shouldn't be that way. If, if, if we, I am the boss. Because my kids have used that at home as well. It's like, dad, who's the boss? Is mom the boss Is you the boss? Because they, they're trying to weigh up who do they need to listen to the most. And my daughter goes to her older brothers, like, You're not the boss. So I won't do what you asked me to do. But if we want to see change, it's not about who's the boss. It's about are you willing to serve? Are you willing to do what Jesus did? Because what other people think will always change based on how they feel that day. good example how you feel about your kids changes depending on whether you've had breakfast or not how much sleep they've had you know it's like you could sit there one day and say like, oh, that kid is amazing 5 minutes later oh i brought you into this world but you see it never changes with jesus it never changes with god The word says he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Which means if he loved you then, he loves you now and he will always love you. He's got plans for you to prosper. Before you were born, he's putting it into place here. And tomorrow, he's still going to have plans and thoughts and a future for you. So why does it matter what other people think? So you need to recognize the source. Because once we recognize the source, there's only one question we need to ask ourselves, and that, is, and that is this. How low will you go? What is that game? Is it limbo? You know, you always see them playing it on a beach with fire, and you got these guys that can walk on their knees backwards like, yeah. I tried it. When it got here, I was out. Because if you don't know, I'm top-heavy. And if I lean a bit further than where my legs are, you know, it's, it's a little bit crazy. But when it comes to limbo, there is a limit to how low you can go. But we're not playing limbo. Jesus is asking you, how low are you prepared to go? Because when you serve, you change your position, and you get a different viewpoint. You get a different viewpoint of the person, you get a different viewpoint of the situation, you get a different viewpoint of who you are. Because everything changes, because at that point in time you can't look down at anybody, because you are low. And that's what it is. We learn don't throw stones. Because in our first series, throwing stones, is like we don't have to always have a comeback for everything that, we, that, that gets thrown at us. Don't throw a stone back at people because we learned in the second part of the series that they were just one of us. We were like that, so we need to change. And then Ali got up on stage and she says, you know what, you need to slow it down because maybe you just need to listen to them and to God and see what's happening In the moment, you see, there are these things that we have to learn. But then Jesus says, there is one thing that you have to do. You have to serve each other. And he goes on in verse 13 of that chapter. He says, you call me teacher and Lord and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet. This is what he says. You also should wash my feet. You guys have that in your translation. No. It is. I have washed your feet. So you also should wash one another's feet I have set an example that you should do as I have done see we don't have to wash feet today thankfully but Jesus wants us to serve each other when we become like Jesus we don't become self-centered we become others focused we worry about each other we care about each other Um, I try my best to wish everybody a happy birthday when it's their birthday on our team Um, I try to greet everybody that comes into the church on our team before they start doing what they do my wife actually um, gave me a lecture last night she's like dude you're taking too long we need to get in do Jesus get out I'm like but I've got to greet anybody greet them faster but you see, we have to become so focused, not on who people are, but what they are going through so that we can help them. It's not about me. I love this word. It mustn't be me So I come to church because it's good for me. I do this because it's good for me. I come to church because I want to serve the people that are in the church. I want to I love they use this word. I want to change the narrative of what people use when it comes to church. When we become like Jesus, we need to be others-centered. You see, Jesus is asking us to copy something. And in verse 4 and 5, he shows us exactly what we need to do. He gets up in the middle of what they're doing. He takes off. What he is wearing, he puts on a towel and he serves them. Isn't it interesting that the disciples didn't even think about washing their feet? Because they are alone in the room, there is no servant, there's no one else, and most places didn't have tables back then, so they were kind of leaning towards each other you know like who's ever been invited to a picnic when they invite me to a picnic i always take my chair with (laughs) because they expect you to sit on grass with nothing supporting your back and then you don't know what to do with your legs you put it like this you lay down and that's what the disciples were doing they would lay around each other as they eat and their feet would be dirty and you need to understand Back in those days, there were a lot of things that made you unclean. And so they had rituals, but none of them saw that this is what needed to happen. And so Jesus gets up, takes off, puts on, and then serves. And that's what He's actually asking us to do, is get up. You know, we are so comfortable in church, it's like, I sit there, but are you willing to get up and go and greet someone? Are you willing to get up to go and have a conversation with someone? Are you willing to get up out of what is comfortable and what is good for you to go and see how someone else is doing? Get up, take off. Sorry. It was a few weeks ago. You know what I'm talking about, eh? Take off. There were shoes. (laughs) One of the guys, he came with these amazing shoes. And he took them off because he didn't want them creased. I'm like, oh, that's new. And yet Jesus goes, take it off. Take it off. Take off. Take off what you have. Take off your, your status. Take off who you think you are take off your position, take it off. What, what is keeping you from going low? Take it off. And then he says, put on. Can we put on humility? Can we put on forgiveness? Can we put on love? Can we put on change? Because all that comes because we want to serve each other. What giftings do you have? Um, I've, I've got to share this with you. Uh, we, we, we've got quite a lot of stuff that we have to do to get church going. And this morning, we, we really needed someone to help us out on, on the lyrics at the back there. And so I quickly put on the group. Uh, what, what time was it? At six. I didn't even know most of our people were awake that time. And I'm like, hey guys, we need someone to do lyrics. And Michael, the youngest guy on the team, goes, Milo, I'll do it. Because I can check your spelling. And no, he never said that. But he goes, I will do it. I will do it. Can we become those people where it says, how low will you go? I will do it. What do we need to change? I will do it. Where do we need to go? I will do it. We need to go and see how the other people in our church are. I will do it. We had a family that had a, a girl. You guys all know her. She, has, she went through a season of cancer. And, you know, once a week we asked people, would you guys make meals for them. And, and everybody's schedules are so hectic within the church. But we had so many people that went, I will do it. I will serve. I didn't even know who they were when, they came, when we got here. I just got, hey, there's this family in our church. This is what they're going through. We will do it. You see, Jesus is going, how low will you go? Because sometimes we live our lives further apart inside with the people that we have than with the people outside of the church. How low will you go? So Jesus does all of this knowing that Judas is going to sell him in a few minutes. And yet he still washes his feet. Why? I'm going to close with this last passage. John 13 verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And then it says, Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. He didn't say he loved the eleven. He didn't say he just loved John. He said he loved them to the end, even though he knew what Judas was going to do, even though he knew that Peter was going to deny him. You know, sometimes we don't want to serve because we know about people. And what Jesus is saying, can I ask you to copy this? Love. Because when we open our arms, we open hearts. doesn't matter how dirty people's feet are. This is what we need to learn. Copy that. Serve each other. Love each other. And we pray.